You're now listening to Crypto with Kark. Well, one thing, um, for whatever reason, I thought that it was actually mentioned in stream, or we talked about it beforehand, or when the stream was down or something, right? Um, that, yeah, uh, Vault is launching today, and one of the options, because you can choose your own reflection token with the new Vault token that's launching today, and one of the default options is Surge Useless. So, wait, what? You, yes, that's launching. <laughs> it's the first in, time I'm here. <laughs> I hear that. That's great. Well, it was a surprise to us as well, and and to Mark. So, um, yeah, we we hear in about what thirty minutes, I believe. Um, Vault will go live. They're doing the pre-sale right now as we speak. And one of the reflection tokens in there is Surge Useless. So anyone who chooses Surge Useless will receive that as a reflection token, which will benefit the sur uh, the useless ecosystem by purchasing surge useless which purchases useless let's go yeah so that's that's exciting um kind of a little bit of a quiet launch but that's okay so you, you <laughs> heard it here first david one question um the token locker um i, I get it but uh but how does it contribute to the furnace because pay anyone who paper hands um that tax goes to the furnace. So, for example, oh. let's say that you take your tokens, say you have a trillion tokens, um, you know, go you, and you decide to put it into the token locker. Um, it'll take about six months for you to get to the point where you can sell for 8% tax. If you do sell, that 8% would go to the furnace, right? Um, and if you sell a butt, like before then too, like... It starts at 27% and ticks down. Um, so anywhere between that and that, like basically everything goes to the furnace. The whole tax goes to the furnace if you sell anywhere during that first nine months. Um, afterwards, then you now basically have earned the right to sell tax-free. So that's how it benefits the furnace, is it provides uh, tokens, it fuels tokens into the furnace um, based off the taxation of people who just sell earlier than they might expect because you're not restricted you don't you like some token lockers you can't actually move your tokens out at all um until the the lock time is up this is a bit different because it incentivizes you to keep your tokens in the locker because of taxation oh yeah great uh, what's the starting tax again so let's say i put it in one trillion and i would sell immediately after what's the tax i would be paying is it still eight percent or is it higher um if you were to buy, sorry, if you were to just take your existing tokens or if you were to purchase. Oh, that's a difference? Yeah, there's two things you can do with it. One is you can take your existing tokens you already have, and if you're just planning on holding them for nine months, you can lock them. And the starting tax on that is if you, if you as mentioned in the stream, if you immediately lock and then remove it, you're going to pay like a 27% tax. So you're incentivized oh. to keep it locked in there for a period of time, every day, 0.1% of the tax is removed. So anywhere from now to nine months from now, you can sell, but you're going to have a variable tax based off how long it's been baking in the locker. Ah, yeah, great. I missed the 24-7% starting tax. I missed that. But that makes sense. Yeah. And then when you purchase useless, uh, you can purchase useless for um, a tax discount. If you hold it for, I think it's three months. So uh, you could purchase useless for the current price now. 
um, and then it will store it in the locker, and then the tax will tick down to 4%. So it's a, it's a similar mechanism where you can do it for purchasing as well. Um, I think most people will probably use it for their existing tokens that they just plan on holding for a while. Um, and gives them an additional cool thing they can do. Because if I'm holding, if I plan on holding a trillion tokens for a year, well, why wouldn't, why wouldn't I just put it in the locker and then I could sell it for tax-free instead of taking the 8% hit? That's the idea. Then it just like gives a more stability to the token as a whole. Yeah, it's more stability, incentivizes holding, um, and it allows for people who are planning on holding, you know, put your money where your mouth is, right? If you say, I'm going to hold for, for a while, then you have the opportunity to lock that away. And it's a great way for us to visually see how many people are actually planning on long-term holding. So especially our whales, people who have a lot of tokens, um, I, and I would imagine that many of them would utilize this feature for their holdings. And that gives greater confidence for people who are um, are looking at the token and they see the whales that they see that they're locking their tokens away for months and months and months. That that's a that's a pretty positive sign that there's strong belief in the value of this token and that they're planning on on staying more for the long term. Carl, there's a quick question in the on uh, the main chat. What happens if you lock your tokens for more than nine months? So we are, I didn't want to announce this um, because I, I didn't want to set a false expectation. We are currently evaluating um, giving a percent, like almost like an additional type of reflection for people who are storing their tokens longer than nine months. So that would be taken from the tax that happens when people paper hand or just the tax in general. So we're thinking about uh, figuring out ways to pool a percentage of that tax instead of all of it going to the furnace, maybe have a percentage going back into the form of dividends so that um, if you just keep it in the locker, you could receive an additional form of dividends in the form of tokens from people who do sell out early. Okay, but so we're evaluating at that. The moment. Okay, there's nothing no said at the moment, right? Nothing said at the moment that would require some um, additional um, thought and experimentation and testing and all that. But we are currently evaluating that. I think it's a good idea okay. because um, I don't want it to be where uh, people put everything into the locker and then nine months from now, everyone just goes, well, I guess I'm selling, right? Yeah. Um, instead, it's a, it's a greater incentive to keep holding inside the locker. Um, I think it's a great idea. Um, I just, we need to work through some of the technical details of that. It actually gets pretty complicated. The reason I say that is because um, it's not just, um, it actually creates a proxyable contract. Um, so that is an address that gains reflections. So you will continue to gain reflections on the tokens that you lock away. That's probably another question that I wanted to preempt. Um, and so it is, it is complicated though, because every time you put tokens into the locker, it needs to track that batch individually um, on its own taxation um, scheme, right? So if I were to put in a trillion tokens in one month and then a trillion tokens in another month and then a trillion tokens in another month, I need to track those three sets of tokens individually. And that's where a lot of the complexity comes into play. 
So it sounds simple, but the reality is it's actually a very complex contract that we've built. And so adding additional features into that just makes it more um, more complex and more more things that we do need to test and be sure of. And so having a sort of dividend reward system for holding longer than nine months is great. We just have to make sure it gets implemented properly with uh, the whole tax scheme um, sets that are being generated. So a um, uh, little technical explanation, but that's kind of what's going on under the hood is we want to make sure we do this right. And we're evaluating the feasibility of it, but I think it's a great idea. I haven't settled on a, a percentage of the tax rewards that would go towards um, the dividends, but um, that we're evaluating that now. So um, if you see us pop that out and say, hey, there's now a reward mechanism for holding longer than nine months, then, you know, don't act too surprised. But I'm not promising it. So it's just something we're evaluating. Nice. And just as a reminder, guys, if you're too shy or if your mic isn't working, just pop your question in voice chat, uh, sorry, in voice text, which is channeled just above us. And uh, yeah, we'll answer them. Um, one other thing, too, I think is just important, just in general. I think uh, it's beneficial for leadership, as leadership is, is kind of huge now. Um, but also just the number of people in the community is, is huge as well as uh, we want to provide better communication, both internally within leadership, but also externally to the entire community um, about what everybody is working on at any given time. Now, obviously, um, internally, we just need to do that for all of our project management, tracking, internal communication, kind of making sure everyone's aware of what's going on. Um, but externally to the community, uh, we want to package that in a way that's easy to understand um, and shows us where we're going, what our trajectory is with this token, and the things we are planning and building out. And we also want to release uh, weekly status updates, starting at least internally at first. Um, and then um, we could evaluate how we could package that externally as well. Um, we could probably release that to coincide with our, our Sunday streams. But uh, one of the, the big things that I want to um, to implement and improve right now is our both internal and external communication to the community, just inner team. We're just it's it's scaling and with scaling, it's a good problem to have, but it's still a problem that we need to address and, and work towards. So that's that's also something we're just uh, putting together um, just as there's a lot of moving pieces to this now and. With that becomes communication overhead, management overhead, um, cross-communication confusion, things like that. And so we're working internally to try to, to resolve some of that. And that's in progress right now. Um, hopefully we will have something to show for that here in the next week or so. Question on the locker. Are there plans to include options with different fee structure, lockup period, different initial fees, different timelines, different rewards, example, 10% upfront fee, lock for six months, or reduce selfie. You know, that's actually a really good idea. Um, and we have the locker stuff initially done. Then we started talking about um, additional rewards for holding longer. I think this is a great idea. Um, again, this does add more complexity. That's my only concern is uh, with greater complexity, it's more difficult to communicate to people what's actually happening. Um, and so, um, we could 
I'll have to think on that, on, on how we could package this up nicely in a way that's not confusing to people um, or doesn't make the contract too complex. Um, but we could, I think, come up with per- perhaps maybe a default token locker option and then maybe some more advanced things to give people some flexibility. I would be okay with that. Um, but we, we want to... Um, evaluate that holistically. So I can't promise anything now, but I think it's a great idea and we'll look into it. Um, also another one of the local from that guy's useless. Uh, will there be a timer on the DAP? Like tell you how long you have left and what the current tax on the withdrawal will be. I think that's a great idea as well. I think initially for the first implementation, it would just be locker tokens. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> good luck getting your tokens out. You can interact with the contract directly and we'll give you um, the ability to do that. But yeah, you're right. I think ultimately we want the ability to withdraw from your locker using the D app as well. Um, so yeah, that's a, that, that's a, a important piece of the puzzle. I think initially, just because we, we wouldn't expect people to be withdrawing from their locker initially, we'll probably just have a, a lock tokens button. Um, because it'd be it'd be a minute before people start asking how, and we can walk them through, you know, how to do it from the contract directly. It wouldn't be that difficult. You just go to the contract, the right section, hit the function, and like withdraw tokens or something like that, and it would just kind of do it for you automatically. But you'd have to really kind of know what you're doing. But we can give everyone the instructions on how to do it. Just um, initially, I don't think we probably will have a lot of people. Um, withdrawing their tokens and if we do do it where it's in the d app i want them to have a warning about what tax that will um be withdrawn at i think that's that's very valid you know because we we want people to know that they're going to be taxed at a higher percent if they lock it and then immediately withdraw like that's going to hurt them another question will the locker contract be audited as well uh we're debating on that um I think it's especially when things start getting really complex and when people are reliant on things, then I, I think it probably does need to be audited. So um, I, I think it makes sense to audit it. Uh, we're still kicking that around. Um, I'll let you know when we have a firm decision on that. My guess is probably, um, but we are getting a little frustrated with Solidity Finance. Uh, we had a, um, a couple interactions with them or I'd say a few interactions with them that um, have left a little bit of a sour taste in our mouth. So, you know, hit me up in a week. And I'll let you know uh, once we've kind of cooled on that a little bit. So uh, we may we may go with another auditor. Pretty much the whole thing cut out during the slides coming up for as Sally is trimmed down now, the LP is becoming more stable due to the furnace. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a couple of reasons why the LP is getting better. Um, just as you as you have buy action, the LP is going to drain. As you have sell action, the LP is going to go up. So it's a combination of the two. We've definitely had a lot of stuff fueling into our furnace recently, which is great. Um, that's even great news because we we didn't expect a lot of liquidity action to happen at this phase. Um, we expect more to happen once Eclipse goes running. Um, once Eclipse is live, that's our real use case. That's our real... Um, area where we feel monetization of the app will truly happen and we'll, um, we'll, we'll reap a lot of benefits from that. And so um, at this stage, um, I'm pleased that our LP is at 7%. Uh, 
um, yeah. when we get to a point where um, Eclipse is up and running and we go out of beta for the app and we are, are marketing to a much broader audience instead of having a thousand downloads, right? We're having, you know, tens, tens of thousands of downloads and people are looking at that and they know that their eye, that there are eyes on the, uh, the app, they're going to want to start advertising. And the way you advertise on the app is by basically sending BNB or useless tokens to the Eclipse contract. Uh, it will bump it up in the rankings. And there are even a couple other things that we want to evaluate for um, providing additional um, promotional type monetization pieces in the app. Um, but that's, that's coming down the pipe. Also, too, if we find a really prominent token um, that people find are, are buying this token through the app um, using one of our swappers, remember, we're going to take 0.25% of all those purchasing transactions, the, the BNB from those purchases, and we're going to be sending it into our furnace. So it will be a, a double whammy. One is for the promotional aspect of it, for the King of the Hill Eclipse smart contracts. but the other piece will be the swappers for all the tokens we list, and we will be scraping a small fee off each of those buys. So if the app is used for purchasing, that will fuel our furnace as well, which is great. Yeah, just another uh, point as we started talking about the Eclipse a little bit. We, um, I sent a message in the main chat a couple of times over the week asking people to DM me or any other member of the team with sort of the tokens that they like and they would like to see in Eclipse and would like us to reach out to because right now Eclipse is becoming more and more of a reality with each day. So we have already started reaching out to some tokens about um, yeah, about the Eclipse, letting them know that we have this feature and uh, what they want to be listed, what they want to be part of it. And yeah, well, what I want to say is if you have any tokens that you're a, you're a team member of, or you're just involved in, or you just really want to know about the Eclipse, please message me or any one of us. We'll, we'll take a note of it. We'll have a table with everything set up soon. So yeah, just we'll think about what sort of like, you, if there's going to be like a finder's fee maybe sort of thing, like a promotional fee sort of thing, it's all on the table if anyone has any ideas. You know, it's uh, we're all open books. So if you have any ideas about this as well, please feel free to drop it in the main chat or any of our DMs. So, yeah. yeah it's a very exciting time. Um, we're, yeah. we're getting to the point where we're realizing the initial vision that we started uh, the the app with, right? Is the, the app wasn't just in a vacuum. We built the app around the idea of it being monetized. And fortunately... A, uh, a large percent um, of that monetization will go directly back into the furnace, and another percent will go towards our development and marketing, um, which only benefits the token. Uh, Kark, there's your favorite question on the timelines from Maudleif, if you want to answer that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I lost. Uh, I was clicking on a DM and lost my place. One second. Um, okay, here we are. I know you all are always hesitant to ever put a definitive date on launches, but do you feel like V1 of the app and the Eclipse contracts will be ready to go within the next 12 months? Oh, heck yeah. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, 
yeah, the the app I I would prefer. Um, and again, please don't hold this to me, right? Um, I want to be transparent and not say like, here's the hard date that we're announcing. Internally, our milestone is to be fully out of beta by the end of the year. Uh, that's our our goal. Now, um, I know software development. I've been in it for 13 years. So if we miss that, don't crucify me, right? Um, but internally, and that's when I say we have internal milestones and goals, right, is that we know that the possibility of that slipping is a reality. But that's where we're aiming towards. Um, and so my guess is it would be um, around the end of the year, if not a little later, right, um, to where the, uh, the app is out of beta completely. Once the app is out of beta, then we're moving more into an iterative phase of development where you're going to start seeing big new features start popping up, like the portfolio management. Um, we're also evaluating things like wallet integration and um, being able to even do fiat on-ramping, things like that. So we, we want to, um, I'll, I'll give you more details as to the roadmap and monetization mechanisms for the app and all that. But getting out of open beta is, uh, and having the Eclipse contracts integrated and everything, I expect that to be definitely before the end of the year, um, at least in the beta phase. Uh, we're going to have Eclipse definitely in before the end of the year, um, if not sooner. So I, I could see that. I could see Eclipse being integrated here in a month and a half. Um, we may have some um, some tests earlier than that and things like that, but I, I don't see it being longer than that. If it If it does, it's because we're running into technical difficulties. Um, if we have any delays and things like that, um, it's usually for a good reason, um, because we we don't know what we don't know. And so that's why I am hesitant to give a definitive date on launches. There are always unknown obstacles and issues when it comes to um, launching something as complex as what we're trying to do. Any other questions? Yeah, I got a question. Okay, fire away. Yeah, when Lambo? <laughs> um, so we are actually putting our Lambos on hold. Um, oh. and instead, uh, we, we talked about having, um, civics instead, right. Or like versas or leafs or something. Um, but then we settled on wheelbarrows. Man, it's kind of late in Asia right now. It's like two something in the morning. I'm still not asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so what's up with the staking, bro? Like, I, I don't really know much about um, cryptocurrency and how it works. Like, people be putting up all this shit with percentage and all this other stuff. Like, sometimes I don't even understand half of it. So, I don't well, even if... know. I don't even understand how, like, um, NFT works. Like, I don't even know how it works. Like, yeah, if you if you're concerned about it, the best thing to do is really again not financial advice, right? It's just stick in your comfort zone. Um, and if as you hear about some of the things that we are offering, I mean, like there's staking and search useless. There's locking with a useless locker. There's all the crazy stuff we're doing with the furnace. Like you get you can get as technical into the weeds as you want, and it gets it it becomes a rabbit hole. It gets uh, very complex and very crazy very quickly. I think, if I you think like Oh, sorry about that, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish up. 
Oh, no. Um, but really what I was going to say is that at the end of the day, right, if you are interested in useless and you feel that it's a digital asset that you want to hold on to and, um, and you see the utility behind it, then that's probably the easiest way to participate is just to purchase useless and hold on to it. All the other financial, well, not financial, but all the other instruments that you can do with this um, are, are optional. Um, you don't have to stake your useless. You don't have to lock your useless. You don't have to, um, you know, even use a swapper if you don't want to, right? Um, we're What we're trying to do at the end of the day is to build a mobile app that helps make DeFi, helps make cryptocurrency more accessible to people, kind of like the Robin Hood of crypto. Um, and so uh, by downloading the useless app, uh, it gives you... Um, some of the tokens that you may be interested in and tracking and seeing how they're performing. And we plan on monetizing this app with um, a, a couple of unique features, such as the Eclipse contract we were talking about, that basically allow for tokens to list on our mobile app and therefore receive promotion, basically. Um, eyes are now on their token because they're now listed on the token app, on the okay. useless token app. Like, yeah, I like the whole idea of like staking because like you know hex, right? Like you know what I'm curious about. Like, I mean, I see all these other um, freaking uh, cryptocurrencies, and they they do like staking, but I don't know why exactly hex took only two years for it to reach a certain market cap, which is which is around two hundred plus something. Uh, billion, I think, which is close. Like, um, on Nomics, they're ranked number three, right? And then it's all about like, um, staking their uh your freaking hex tokens. And I'm curious, like, if we applied some somewhat like what they're doing, if you apply that to useless, do you think somewhere along the way we might, you know, reach? Uh, to their kind of level, I don't well, know what's special about Hex that makes them like just blow up like that that fast, you know. But yeah, I'm I'm not familiar with them. Um, and this is this is more of a Q and A session around uh the useless token. Um, but we don't have anything that's like a a typical staking mechanism. Uh, we call it staking. It's not technically staking. It's more of surging i guess you could call it um because of the what you're doing is you're converting your useless tokens um you're you're pulling it into the surge useless ecosystem and then you receive surge tokens in return and then you can redeem them back for useless tokens so it's not staking in the typical sense um so i think that that's definitely one thing that we um probably grant a little bit of confusion to our ecosystem is that when you stake useless the way that we currently describe it it's not really staking it it's really purchasing surge useless that's the best way to describe it it's more sorry taking your existing useless tokens and then redeeming it for surge useless tokens um so it gets complicated it gets a little weird um but um yeah w right now we have no current plans on using useless to to stake um but we're always interested in new use cases and new ways to use the token and to bring benefit to token holders 
Um, so yeah, if you have any ideas you want to bring forward on on how we could provide greater value, you know, let me know. We'll look into it. Uh, I'm, we're already doing things that are pretty innovative already, such as Surge Useless. It's the first surged token. Um, and the whole surge mechanism is actually really, really interesting. And it provides, um, you know, similar to staking, um, you know, assuming volume on the surge ecosystem, um, it, it provides a, um, it provides a way for more long-term um, uh, holding of tokens um, with rewards over time. So, yeah. but yeah, we're definitely looking at as many things we can to be innovative in this space. So, appreciate your insight. You're welcome, man. I mean, like I said, I'm not an expert. You know, I'm just like trying to contribute something. All right. Um, it's like we are now. Uh, about six minutes over typically when I stop these things. So unless there's any other questions, then I'll probably head out. Also, if you do DM me and I don't respond, it's not because I don't love you. It's because I get a lot of DMs. And I sometimes see them on my phone and then it clears out the notification. And so like, just bump it again if it's important. If I don't respond, I'm not ghosting you. Just pester me. Like, <laughs> you have to nag me in order to get a response sometimes. And I'm, I'm Be like so a sorry. psycho girlfriend. <laughs> Be, yeah, you got a psycho girlfriend me. Okay. So, like, just, okay. it's okay. I get a lot of DMs, but I really do try to respond. Just sometimes I can't because I'm locked up during wage slavery or out with a family or something like that. So, sounds good. I'm going to lock a bunch of tokens. So, just let me know when. Yeah, I'll let you know. Um, it seems like there's some really good ideas in here, too, um, especially with like more advanced options and things like that. Um, so if we implement that, it might take a little bit longer for this to come out, um, just because we already have the code written. But um, I would like it to be as flexible as possible. So Yeah, absolutely. Super cool. And having dividends while holding would, I think, be really awesome, because it's like basically saying... You earn reflections and you earn dividends by keeping it in the locker oh, yeah. over a certain period of time. That'd be super cool. Let's go. All right. Well, I have to head off, so I will talk to you guys later. If you have any other questions, um, you know, hit me up um, or hit anybody in here up. There's a lot of members of the of the useless leadership team in here as well. All right, man. You're doing a good job, Kark. So. Appreciate it. Well, I can't do it without um, all of the incredible help that I get in leadership. Um, they're the ones who are really lifting all the weights. I'm just trying to hurt cats. So, <laughs> um, and for the community itself, um, we wouldn't be here if it weren't for you guys. So, thank you for all that you do.